With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, anytime you get a chance to talk to the VP of Circus Sports, the D, Golden Gate Casinos, you say yes, even if he gives a whole new meaning to going viral. He is Mike Palm, as we welcome you back here. Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson doing shtick at the D with Mr. Palm. And I mean that because Mike Palm has been sick literally for a month. I heard you talk. You said hello. And I was like, my gosh, because I heard it last week in your voice. Mm -hmm. And you're still under the weather, my friend. I still don't have my full breath. I still, you know, I was in stadium swim the Tuesday before Super Bowl week. So date that all the way back. Doing hits live in San Francisco at 4 in the morning with my feet in the pool, 48 degrees. And I've never really gotten over that. I was up there for three hours. And it just, it's gone in cycles. And there's days I feel a little bit better. But it, it, it I'm not, I haven't been myself literally. Um, it, it's, it's going on 30 days. And there's a rumor that you ran through Follow the Money. Is this, is this a yeah, report well, that's true? I put Paul, I almost knocked Paulie out of commission. That, that would have been awful. But... I guess I didn't, you know, give them full disclosure. Just that the temperature and the ear infection wasn't enough info, and now, and now I put Paul down for the count. So we'll see. Tomorrow I'm going to call in so there isn't any relapses by Paul Holland. So I guess we'll be seeing if JBT can fill in tomorrow for Dustin Sweetelson. Dustin, you got, you got backups ready? Oh, look at this. He's getting a – normally Mike, Mike likes to partake during this uh, interview. He just got a hot tea delivered to the plenty set. Of, plenty of uh, – Plenty of honey. Poor JVT finally got a full-time gig, and now he's being pulled away to all these I think these it's fantastic. I, I think JVT should do that morning shift for as long as possible. Yeah. And I think he should take a big, long nap when he gets home. Eat that, first, though. Yeah, eat yeah, first. Eat right before he goes to sleep. <laughs> and then make sure that he he's well-rested for the kids and the family to spend good quality time with them on the couch later. What's the duration of time I think he got a full-time full gig because he weighs 300 pounds. You know what I'm saying, Paul? Well, he was Full replacing time. Sean King. What, what's the duration of the bet? Oh, so let's talk it, about the bet. It? So we, we've added to it since you last heard about yep. it. Let's explain what it is, yep. big guy, before we just yeah, jump the, in. The ultimate it. fatness competition. So we have a couple of check-ins. JVT with the name. i got to tip my hat to that. So we're going to do a couple check-ins where we're going to 
prizes. Maybe that's where we do the dinner for the other one and try to sabotage <laughs> the results. Couple check-ins, end of the NBA regular season's the first one. The second bonus check-in will be the MLB All-Star break, but ultimately the goal is long-term. We don't want to do a short thing, binge and purge type feel. Uh, final weigh-in right before the NFL kicks off the next season, and we added a wrinkle today. I said I'd put up because Patrick was really making fun of us for wanting to just buy each other a steak dinner. You got six months paying off in a dinner, Palm. Who gives a freak about right, a dinner? Fezzik, Fezzik and Wishna was like 3,000, 9,000. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't that old deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said so I'm, I'm going to put up 500. JVT said he'd match. John Goulet texted, I will throw in money for, towards the prize pool. Wow. Uh, are you still and waiting? I'm going to match whatever still, Goulet throws Still in. waiting to hear from Lynn Mead, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Stacey's in, too. I, 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 got, I got pressure on AD, McCollum, Mead to match whatever Goulet yeah. throws, and I'll match yeah. it as well. This contest, it can't be a dinner after 17 and, years. No. Like, what's yeah, no. that going to do for uh, us? I'll take stock options, too. I'll take DK stock options. Well. You got like 30 seconds a quarter to get rid of them. So I'm just <laughs> think that in, in good. Can we get a vest? Can we vest? Uh, listen, Mike Palm, if you were to set a line here mm. and set a price yeah. on Dustin Sweetelson and Jonathan Von Tobel, you know both of them. Yeah. Let's talk this out. What would you set it at? So what's the end goal? Who is who? Biggest percent? percentage lost. And what are the two starting numbers? Is that public? Right there, 376.1 for me, 300.7 for him. It's two big boys. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make. Uh, I saw, I thought I saw the opening number was JVT was a small favorite. Is that the JVT line that he set? There was a lot of discourse about who should be the favorite. I would we, make you the favorite. Of course, I'm the favorite, but what? I can't let that be out there. I need to act like I'm yeah. the wait, underdog. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Tell me why he'd be the favorite. Do you because know his personality? he has a very simple life, and he can focus on this. Jonathan has kids. He's got a wife, so he's got a lot more stressors. Stressors will factor into your weight. It will factor into how you keep your diet. It will factor into your regular exercise routine. I mean, he couldn't put out some, some podcast or something on that he has to do on his own now because he had family obligations the other day. So, I mean, there's a lot of other things that get in the way in life, whereas Dustin here can focus. He doesn't have as many distractions now. Okay, well then, can you explain to me why I've known the guy for years and he's never had a girlfriend and he's still overweight? He's never had any distractions. Here's, you don't need to take shots. We're discussing yeah, this. I'm not taking shots. Never had I a want girlfriend. Him to win. This. It's, it's, that's unnecessary, Patrick. I've never, I'm not taking shots. I'm not taking shots. I'm on Team Dustin, but I'm just concerned. Although I will tell you, Palm, I emailed early this morning. The big guy was up doing cardio at 6 a.m. like he's Floyd Mayweather running the streets of road Vegas. Road work. We're going to see a lot of road work scenes on the Twitter now. Where I got, he's gonna I got be a out. message from Paulie Howard the other day. Hey, was that you walking down, I'm not going to say the yeah. name of the street, at 7.30 this morning? I said, in all black. I was like, yeah, that was all me. He was like, eat a lot of turkey and uh, egg whites. That's yeah. what his advice was. Yeah. It, Dustin's well, supposed to be like a $1.80 favorite here. Well, $1.80 feels heavy, no pun. Uh, I don't think it's heavy, though. I think it's a really an uphill grind for, uh, for Jonathan. And then he's got the, you know, he's got the more stressful job here at Vison. Um, I work, I work six days a week now. I get that, but, but you understand how these segments go when you kibitz in for four minutes and you kibitz out. It's, it's very difficult. It's very, and then the constant battery of Notre Dame guests is going to get to him at some point. Well, it means he, God's on his side, though. <laughs> 
Well, first off, are you a little shocked by that number, the opening weight of Jonathan weighing 300.7 pounds? It feels like it's been fudged a little bit, no? I, I would have put 285, so I think he's 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 got some wiggle room he's put into the number. Maybe that's why it should be closer to a pick. I know the, the, the big guy didn't shade it at all. <laughs> No, 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 that's true. Speaking of the big guy, we've got Palm versus the big guy. Mike Palm, 2-0 and so far, off to a hot start. I tried to mix it up with the questions today, so we'll see if we can get, you know, I think he's going to be interesting. Let's just put it that way. How are you going to find Dustin's sweet spot, though? I mean, we might, this might take months. <laughs> like, like you said, maybe Dez is up next. Uh, <laughs> I was laughing. I swear to God, people on the people here in Hermosa were looking at me because I was laughing after the show on my walk about that line. I can't get into it. Um, now, the yes/no on UConn and of course Purdue. Are you getting action there at Circa? Yeah, we're getting more to the no, uh, and and I get it. And right, and then both teams lost in in the span of less than a week. So, and now Houston has assumed the number one spot in the polls, at least. So, you know, it will drift. I always thought that it would drift to the no. Um, I just I don't think that Purdue is is like the coupling of Purdue is the great value, even though they have the best player in the country. You know, people. Most people haven't followed college basketball 50 years to remember the last time, you know, Purdue made a Final Four. So we'll see how it ends up. It's a fun prop, though, and, and you know, people believe in UConn and their run last year. But I think there'll be other ways. Uh, if, if you do, you can get, you know, 530, 540 on UConn individually. Do you believe in Houston? This is separate from Palm versus the big guy, so I'll follow I, this little path here. Do I you do. believe in Houston? I, I, think I Houston, do, too. I think Houston is different than they've been in past years, and we've seen glimpses of them be more offensively cogent. The first half against Baylor, they looked terrific, right? And then Baylor got their way back into the game, not just because Houston was horrific, but, you know, they get the crowd going, and Baylor made shots in the second half, and yet they still overcame that. Baylor made every free throw. Houston missed. Houston missed a couple down on the end. But I think this team is a little different, and and their ability to have gone on the road. I know um, the Clemson coach had some interesting comments about the manipulation of the net ranking that I thought were really cogent oh. about the Big 12 and how you manipulate net ranking by a whole conference playing a very weak out of conference schedule, beating everybody by 40. And then by the time you get the conference, every game's a quality game. They're all quad one games. So you just propel you. You can't fall. You right. can't fall. Now, everybody has the right to do that. You, you could, could play that system if the ACC was worth anything this it, year. Or if they could beat those <laughs> 289 teams by 40, right? They they could do that. And they're going to make it. They're like net 23, you know? So, I mean, they're they're solidly in the field by that statistic. But it, but it was interesting. I think here's the thing about when you're looking at futures. I think every bet you make, you're trying to monetize it. You can almost pencil Houston into the Elite Eight line every year. They're not going to lose to these lower-seeded teams. If they get beat, it's going to be by a two or a three, or if they, if they ended up being a two or a one. So you get them to the Elite Eight, and then you've already got the value of your ticket back, and you can kind of take some shots and name your price, how much profit you want to have. So I think they're a sure, more of a sure thing going into the tournament that they're going to progress at least to the Elite Eight level. It's a great strategy. Literally what Gable said yesterday as well. I know you didn't hear it. So I did two not. Sharp guys, two sharp guys talking about Houston feels like Elite Eight proof, meaning they'll get there and you can start getting off the ticket 
or having fun with it at that point. I like that. Quickly on UNLV, they're fine. They won at Wyoming. You weren't there. You weren't, you're not old enough to have been there in Vegas when Tarkanian was doing his thing. But what do you think could turn this program around ultimately? Well, I mean, they've got to be able to recruit that, that top-end talent. And they've got to be able to pay a coach, though. I mean, they, they don't want to pay anybody. Couldn't pay Beard. They didn't want to pay Beard. They'll let Otzelberger go. Look what he's doing at Iowa State with a team that's not infinitely talented either. So, I mean, at some point you're going to have to pay, and not for some Raleigh Massimino, Charlie Spoonhauer on the downside of the, the, the mountain, right? I mean, you're going to pay for the, one of these young coaches energetic guys and spend a little bit of money, but that falls, I guess, on the Board of Regents and the AD and that, but ultimately you're going to have to pay it at the level. I, I've been impressed. I thought they were going to be awful this year. They win at New Mexico, beat a, beat a decent Colorado State. This Colorado State team can't buy a win in conference. Oh. I mean, I thought they were maybe the best team, and now what they're going to be for sure almost the seventh seed in the, in the tournament, and it should be another heck of a Mountain West tournament at Thomas and Mack this year. Their three losses over their last three are about as brutal as it gets. The buzzer beater last night against Nevada, 77-74. Now, Dustin, we're going to come back with Palm versus the big guy. If you don't beat him this week, it's an uphill battle because my man is winded. He can hardly breathe. Okay? Mike Palm, JVT, everyone's going down. <laughs> okay, we're back with Palm versus the big guy. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? 
Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, Paul, during the break, was on his mobile phone checking out the brand new vsin.com. You can, too. A fresh new look, enhanced navigation, improved functionality, expanded educational content. Make sure you check it out. VEASAN.com. It's brand new. It's time for Mike Palm versus the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. Coin toss behind the scenes went to the big guy. And, of course, you've got 30 seconds on the shot clock. We get started with this one. We'll start with sports and have a little fun. Dustin, can you win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields? You can because he is coachable. And that's what needs to happen with his skill sets. He's a unique skill set. And people keep stru- trying to p- uh, put that square peg into the round hole with Justin Fields. And I think it's so unique. If you built everything around what he's capable of doing and trying to make him fit your system with the right weapons, with the right defense, Justin Fields can absolutely win a Super Bowl for a good team. I disagree, Patrick. I don't think he can win a Super Bowl. He's 11-29 and 29 in the NFL. He couldn't get Ohio State with all that talent over the hump, getting beat by Clemson in a semifinal, and then getting destroyed by Alabama the next year in the national championship. He's a 58% completion percentage passer in a league where you had to complete 65% or more of your passes. And the big thing for me is he cannot read the field quick enough. It takes him so long to get through his progressions and into his drop that he loses all advantage from scheme. Not a great start, Dustin. My, I'll admit it. My, <laughs> my favorite logo in all of sports, I've got two of them. The winged wheel for the Red Wings and the Old English D for the Tigers. What is the best logo, Mike Palm? Well, the, 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 the Red Wings is unbelievable. I think the best logo in all of sports is the five Olympic rings. It is recognized throughout the world by anyone at any time, created by Pierre de Carbeteau in 1913. The Whoa. five rings represent the continents, and the five colors covered the flags of every color in the world. It is iconic and one of the great symbols of all time, sports or not sports. I had a feeling Mike was going to do something weird here. I was initially going to go with the alternate alternate for the Carolina Hurricanes with the Hartford Whalers logo bringing it back. I'll go for something better. This logo, you see it and you think cool. It's on numerous major college programs throughout all of sports. And it's made its way from basketball. (laughs) <laughs> basketball to baseball. Okay? It is the Michael Jordan. Democratic National Convention? The Michael Jordan Jumpman logo is far and away the best logo in sports. That, that's actually a good one, but, but I'm 49. What happened? I had 30 seconds to fill. 
Dustin, we'll stick with you here. We'll go back to sports. I give you a thousand dollar free roll today. NBA champ. Celtics plus two sixty. Nuggets plus four seventy five. Big. Guy. I hate to say it, but it's the Celtics, and the market tells us why. One, you have to be able to win your conference, right? They are currently priced at plus $1.10 over at DraftKings to win the East. You look at what Denver's up, again in the, uh, up against in the West, there's just too many teams to deal with. In the East, the Bucks, sure, they've won a few games. Let's see how Doc Rivers works out. We kind of know how that story plays out. Knicks haven't been 100%. Sixers lost in bead. The Heat aren't making another run. It's the Celtics. I'll take the defending champs at double the price. And what are we afraid of in the West? The Minnesota Timberwolves? Oh, yes, they have a long history. The NBA is a stepladder where you progress each year. Are we scared of Desjardins or however one he pronounces his name in Oklahoma City? Are you worried about Paul George in the clutch? Stop it. The Celtics are a regular season Tiger who will disappoint once again with Jason Tatum as their leader. Palm, you're up next. What's better, living at the beach or living in the mountains? Well, all I know is if my car broke down at the beach, I wouldn't die of the elements. I, th I have to go with the beach here. My father said his favorite city in the world was Key West, Florida. So you want Key West or do you want Ruby Ridge? I don't want to have to worry about a power outage. I don't want to have to worry about being separated with the, from the world. Give me those sea breezes and some cocktails at the beach. Similarly, I go with the beach because I can count in my life at least five times I've gone to the emergency room thinking I was having a heart attack at that moment. Now, I was not having a heart attack at any of them, but when that one finally does come, I want to be able to get there easily. I don't want a, a tree falling in the one road in and out of my town in the mountains. I will go to the beach because it is much closer to the grocery store, much closer to the ER, and much closer to the rest of life. ER shtick, a comeback from the big guy. Let's go. Next, Dustin, better movie, Casino or Goodfellas? I have a pretty simple scale in watching movies. Watch it once, was it worth my time? Both worth my time. Second part of the rating, would I watch it again? Casino, little too much going on for your boy. Goodfellas, character development is perfect. The way it plays out, you know the end is coming and it's 30 minutes shorter. That's 30 minutes of my life I get back. Goodfellas is the easy answer here. Well, to his scale, I've probably watched Casino 10 more times than Goodfellas. It has a tighter story. It develops the unique setting much better and tells the story of Las Vegas. The New York setting has been done many times in gangster movies. Nothing, uh, nothing new here. Henry Hill, we don't really hear about his personal life here, whereas you see the development of Lefty and how his personal feelings sort of delve into the story. And then finally, I think stronger female performances. Sharon Stone was absolutely terrific here. Lacks that in Goodfellas. Mike, I'm getting my friends together to come to Vegas. Yeah. Should I come Super Bowl weekend or that Thursday and first weekend of the college basketball tournament? Well, you got to come the first weekend of, of, of March Madness. I mean, you talk about you know, the Super Bowl is three and a half hours of one game with limited betting opportunities. March Madness, you have 16 games on Thursday, 16 games on Friday. All those different storylines, all those different betting opportunities. It's a hell of a fun guys weekend. Super Bowl is for couples and groups of couples. If you're coming with your boys, it's definitely March Madness. Yeah, the Super Bowl in Vegas is the single most overrated thing there probably is in this town, and there's a lot of overrated things at times in this town. Uh, when it comes to March Madness, especially that opening weekend, there's so many games overlapping. 
a sports book is the only place to properly be able to watch everything happening all at once. There's accessible drinks, accessible food, and oh, by the way, the establishments in the city of Las Vegas, I am told women come out of retirement to go hang out there uh, and they make their mortgage for the year. So I like hanging out at those places. Dustin Sweetelson, you're the commissioner of baseball. What's the first thing you do to fix it? Oh, this is my favorite question ever. Uh, the season starts mid-March. It ends at Labor Day weekend. Nobody cares about baseball when you have football happening. Why not take advantage of the months where there's no football and basketball is winding down with less and less options throughout the summer as the finals comes upon us? Don't run from it. Embrace your part of the calendar and absolutely own a very short window. People will care more during that time than they do now. Long-term fixes reinstate the 42 minor league franchises that have been eliminated in the last two years and take the draft from 20 rounds back to 40 rounds. Short-term fixes. Get rid of some of these things they put in during COVID to speed the games up. I don't want this three uh, batter minimum for every pitcher. It distorts the competitive nature of the game. And forget about these ghost runners and extra innings. This isn't girls softball. Mike Palm. Who was a better basketball player, Magic Johnson or Larry Bird? That's that's a tough hair to split. Um, I think I have to go with Magic because he revolutionized the point guard position. Larry Bird was a small forward and a very, very good one at that, but Magic could play all five spots, won two more titles than Bird, and if you look at their playoff statistics, Magic was better in the postseason, and a whole assist more a game, almost a whole more rebound, where Bird scored less in the playoffs. I'll give it to Magic. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, great, cool, cool story. Uh, Magic made everyone around him better. Good, good for Larry. Uh, Michael Cooper, A.C. Green, Byron Scott, Michael Thompson, who are they without Magic feeding them the rock? He averaged 11.2 assists per game for his career. Larry Bird retired because of a bad back. Magic Johnson came back from H.I. freaking V. <laughs> Dustin coming strong. Uh, Dustin Sweetelson, what's the last book you read? So this is funny. I'm going to take red as I completed the book because I start a lot of books and I don't finish them. So I had to go all the way back. Driving with the Devil, Southern Moonshine, Detroit Wheels, and the Birth of NASCAR. The history of how NASCAR was formed and it might have been 10 years ago. I just reread a book, Patrick, but finished it. It's right from the beginning, written in 1988 by Pat Buchanan, who was a speechwriter for Richard Nixon, was Reagan's White House press secretary from 85 to 87, ran for president on the Republican side for, in 92 and 96, and was a frequent host on Crossfire. Amazing story of him growing up in Chevy Chase near Washington, D.C., going to Georgetown, and then an American life in politics. Mike Palm, you won the fields question. Mike Palm won the logo question. 1K to spend on the NBA was a push. Mm. The beach or mountain question went to Dustin. The movies question was a push. Mm. Vegas weekend went to Dustin. Baseball was a push. Mm. Bird magic went to Dustin. Book went to Mike. Tie. One, two, three. One, three, two, three. three. Tie. Three, three. three, one, two, three. Three, three, and three. Yep. Two. Oh, and one for Palm. Palm versus the big guy. I think I, let's be fair. I think I judge that fairly because you will admit, Palm, Dustin had a good he, second half of that contest. He had a contest. good second half. Uh, I can't quibble with the scoring this week. He was very, very good. Now, did he struggle in the first half? I don't even know if he could speak in the first half. However, the fact that he got out of his head and pulled himself together, Dustin, your thoughts? Uh, the Jumpman logo should have won. I should have won today. That was the best answer of the entire round. I, th uh, I, I thought my answer, still answer going. was better. 
The answer is still going about the logo. Are you kidding? Thanks, Paul. Feel better. Get best logo, PSG, Patrick. That's not bad. <laughs> this is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, right now you can become a VSIN pro and get Wes Reynolds' picks. We're going to have Wes on in a second. Get everybody's picks along with the betting splits. Upcoming March Madness betting guide, which is going to be great. Got the baseball primer out for free. However, we're going to have a baseball betting guide. It's all there. You can save 41 bucks right now. 199 bucks, usually 240. Make sure you use the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, when you sign up today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Wes Reynolds, friend and co-worker here at VEASAN. Of course, VEASAN tonight with Matt Humans. You can hear that 11 to 2 a.m. Eastern, but here's the cool part. The final two hours air right before Mitch and Paul follow the money. They're killing it. We appreciate Wes for joining us. Wes Reynolds won on Twitter, of course, Long Shots, the podcast, they don't just do the PGA, but also live as well. So I encourage you to go to vsin.com and download it. Wes, first off, great job. Congratulations, uh, not just on the plays, but big numbers coming in with the show, re-airing before Follow the Money. We love that. I want to start with this, a little weird, but Colorado State, I want to start with them losing on the buzzer last night because think about their three losses now. It was mm-hmm. what? It was at the pit. And then they lost the middle game. I can't remember the Nevada last night. Like those are three brutal losses. Yeah, they are. And look, we've been talking about the mountain West uh, pretty much all season long. How many teams are they going to get? Because they usually get two or three, but it's like, well, they're at least getting four. Well, maybe they'll get five. And then I've heard some commentators saying maybe they'll get six, but it feels like six is a little rich, even though that league has been really good at the top and they've just been beating each other routinely. But Colorado State, I wonder if they're going to be the the team out because Matt Humans and I, I think, have kind of come to an agreement. It's like, okay, the first team that might lose in the Mountain West tournament uh, here at the Thomas and Mac in Vegas in a couple weeks might be the odd team out. But Colorado State right now, Patrick, they're eight and eight in the conference. If you would have told me, because you look at the resume, they beat the hell out of a really good Creighton team back in November. They beat Colorado. Uh, they beat Washington. They beat New Mexico at home. They beat San Diego State. They beat Boise State. They beat Utah State. They got a lot of quality wins, but not playing really good basketball, losing four of their last five. And on the other side, Nevada, who looked like they were maybe going to be the odd team out about two or three weeks ago. Now, all of a sudden, uh, they've got 22 wins, and they're looking very good and an easy schedule to finish the season. Yeah, Nevada, after that close loss at home to New Mexico, I believe it was not too long ago. New Mexico lost by two Colorado State. That's right. Lost at UNLV. And then last night on the buzzer beater. We're going to get to your college plays. There's been some buzz today. And the number jumped from minus 130 as the Falcons favored to land Justin Fields up to minus 250. Do you think Fields and the Falcons would be a good fit, Wes? I do. And, and look, that was kind of, it's kind of already priced in that that was the logical fit just simply because look, Justin Fields, of course, uh, born and raised in Kennesaw, just uh, not too far from, from Atlanta and uh, started at university of Georgia. And then of course, transferred to Ohio state. I think it makes sense. Look, uh, you know, new coach down there, Raheem Morris, new coordinator. We knew that he was probably on borrowed time in Chicago, even though he did play better down the stretch at the end of the season. But when you've got the number one pick, 
you, you got to take advantage of that probably with the quarterback. That doesn't mean they're going to stay in that number one pick in Chicago. They may uh, get a good hefty price from the commanders if they want to move up and draft the local boy, Caleb Williams, uh, from Gonzaga College in Washington, D.C. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is the logical spot for Fields because we've kind of been playing the musical chairs. It's like, okay, where's Russell Wilson going to end up? Uh, where's Fields going to end up? And Atlanta and Pittsburgh certainly are the candidates. Uh, Kirk Cousins, as well as the best free agent quarterback, I think he stays in Minnesota, though. Not what you think's going to happen, but I'm just curious, my curiosity, what would Wes Reynolds do? Would you go Jaden Daniels, too, or Drake May, too, if you're the commanders? Uh, I personally uh, have Jaden Daniels uh, above Drake May. Not that I think Drake May is bad, but I actually, I'm not totally sold on Caleb Williams either. I think Jaden Daniels, Hmm. that's a lot closer than I think a lot of people are going to think. I know people see Caleb Williams and I got to see him in person. We went over and watched them against uh, Washington in the Coliseum, a really high scoring game. UW got the win, but he has that Mahomesian factor, and I get why people kind of fall in love with it. But I think Jaden Daniels showed a lot more development, uh, really, over the last season. I like, I thought his coaching was good with Brian Kelly and that offensive staff. So Jaden Daniels uh, of the three to me is kind of the one that jumps out. Love to hear it. Wes Reynolds, of course, VEASAN tonight with Matt Humans. Let's get to some college hoops tonight. Arizona's at Arizona State. Zona's laying 12 on the road and a total of 159, Wes. Yeah, Arizona, they now have got the half game lead back as Washington State, by the way, that that letdown spot where they swept uh, the Wildcats and then they had to go to Arizona State on Saturday and the Sun Devils uh, did get the outright win. This is a really inconsistent team that Bobby Hurley has, and that's been typical for them over the last few years. Just 14 and 14. Uh, sometimes they play like a very good team and sometimes they'll lose to teams like uh, University of San Diego and they'll lose to teams in the high 100s or the low 200s of the Ken Palm. Uh, but I do like ASU in this uh, situation here. About 10 days ago, they went to McHale and they got absolutely blown out 105 to 60 by Arizona. So big game for 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 the Sun Devils here. It is a, it is senior night. And usually that's a melancholy because everybody always wants to play the team on senior day or senior night that's hosting the game. A lot of times that's a go against though, because it's a melancholy because it's over. It's your last home game. Uh, but I think when you get the rival in like Arizona uh, state has and Arizona, quite frankly, has been a little shaky on the road. They got blown out at Stanford. They lost at Oregon state. Uh, so they, they've been pretty inconsistent away from home. They're home and away splits in terms of like margin of victory and point differential is astronomically high. It's one of the highest in all of college basketball. So I thought 12 was a little rich. I like the Sun Devils. Nice little segue into home away splits. Auburn, not the same team on the road. They're headed to Tennessee. Tennessee's laying seven and a half, 151 and a half on the total, Wes. Yeah, and and I laid seven here, and I know this number looks high, so I understand why people are taking Auburn. but, But Tennessee, to me, has started to come along. I know they hit a little bit of a rough patch and there's always worries when they get into March. Okay. Where are they going to get the offense? Because we know how good they are defensively number two in the country and adjusted to defensive efficiency, Auburn right there in the top 10 too, for that matter. But Tennessee finally has an elite shot maker and they have the kid Dalton connect who is a transfer from Northern Colorado, who uh, uh, look, looks like he's at least going to be a candidate for first team all American. And they finally have a guy that can make big threes and can give them margin in games. And we've seen that with the falls and they've been ever since they lost that game to South Carolina, the, the, at the end of January, 
at home, they've been rolling. Now, it was LSU, Vanderbilt, and Texas A&M, so obviously a step up in class here, but but also got a big road win by double digits at Kentucky. This team, uh, look, I think maybe maybe Rick Barnes has a squad here because I know Barnes always kind of is one of those coaches that wins a lot of games and then disappoints in the tournament, but this line looks heavy, so I think more of the action is on Auburn, but uh, Auburn, uh, Jalen Williams, I'm not sure if he's going to play. He's kind of their best off-the-ball player at least offensively. So I like the Vols here laying the points. By the way, what are they saying about Connect as far as a pro prospect? I think he's going to score in the NBA. I think he's going to I think he's going to be a legit player in the next level. I haven't looked at the mocks, Patrick, but look, he shoots 40%. He can drive to the bucket too. He's not just a spot up yeah. shooter, a guy you got to run off screens. He's a guy that can, you know, score in different ways. He can put the ball on the deck a little bit. I'm sure at any type of pro level, whether it's NBA or overseas, you know, they'd use this guy, you know, as a catch and shoot, but he is more of a ca- than a catch and shoot. And he's been yep. arguably the most valuable transfer in the portal in college basketball this year. Oh, he's fun to watch, man. He's a, he can shoot it. All right, one more, and then we'll put the last play. Of course, you can listen to VEASAN primetime tonight with Wes and Matt. We'll put the play up, VEASAN.com slash picks. Let's go St. John's and Butler right now. Essentially a pick em. Yeah, boy, and, and this is a, t- a game that both teams need here. Uh, St. John's looked at least kind of saved a season that seemed to be spiraling out of control based on uh, Rick Pitino's post-game comments. So I don't know if it was the white suit, but – but he needs to wear that more because that was one of the best efforts of the season from St. John's beating a Creighton team who just beaten UConn coming off a tough spot on the road in the garden. And St. John's wins by 14, a very good defensive effort as well. But both of these teams have kind of struggled a little bit in February. So now they're likely on the wrong side of the bubble. They're still not out of the question, but these are games you got to have, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily want to call it like a loser leave town match, you know, pro wrestling vernacular, but it kind of is, I think for both of these teams. So I think this starts out at a pace and then all of a sudden it's a competitive game. And if you believe it's going to be close to the spread where it's essentially a pick em game, it slows down to a crawl in the final few minutes, and uh, that gets you under the total. I think the high I'm seeing right now in the market is 152. Okay, go under 152, the Red Storm and Bulldogs. That all-white look from Patino, Wes, I I think it would work for you on Visa and Primetime with the beard <laughs> and then just go after the beard all white down to the shoes. Yeah. What do you think? I know, man. I'd be uh, I'd be ready for, uh, uh, for Diddy's white party in the Hamptons. <laughs> I'll, hopefully you get a plus like one invited to that. Come on. Now. <laughs> no, if you get a plus one, I was going to say, please take me. Of course <laughs> he's Wes Reynolds. Always atop the leaderboard over at VEASAN.com slash picks and VEASAN tonight with Matt humans. Thanks for the time, Wes. We appreciate you. You bet guys. Thank you. Okay. That's, there goes Wes. Wes Reynolds one on Twitter, a must follow. Cause he's going to give you some plays there as well. We're going to come back with some family plays picks next here. Sharp money. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, a no-sweat bet up to $1,000. When you deposit $5, it's a great deal. Again, essentially a free roll there. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We've got you back here on Sharp Money. Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper, coming up in just about 14 minutes. So 30-plus years of handicapping there for Scott Spritzer on the way. He's Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We just had Wes Reynolds on. We're going to hear from Julian Edlow with a family play from The Sweat over at the DraftKings Network. In just a second, we also have Bobby Stanley. We've got Aaron Halterman to play as well. So we've got plenty of plays for you. I just wanted to comment on what he said about Jane Daniels. And there's a couple of things here. One, here's what we do know. Daniels, a five-year starter in college. If you saw the jump coming and Brian Kelly just proved what a genius he is with quarterbacks because the leap that Daniels made from Arizona State to LSU, I've never seen anything like it. Now, Bo Nix, okay, but it's not that much of a leap. At Arizona State, I didn't think he was a player. 
I didn't think Jane Daniels was a player. He just went on to have a historic year and won the Heisman. A five-year college starter, 55 games, so he's a safer pick, Dustin. But let's continue to have the conversation about Daniels. I actually love him because I think he's a lot smarter and a great game manager. When you watch him, you can tell the intelligence pre-snap is there. The problem with Daniels is he's tall. He's slender. He's a legit 6'4". He's probably right around 210 pounds, so he is slender. He has no issues throwing from the pocket. That's not going to be an issue. Does he have an elite arm? Does he have elite zip? No. Um, but, and again, a, a bit fragile, but the decision-making, he's an accurate passer, throws to the first two levels, throws with anticipation. That's not an issue. I love the command when you watch him play. And I think it comes from the experience with the 55 starts, big guy. It, it, you could tell there's command. Everybody's on the same page. The, he's a natural leader. And again, he can do everything as far as throwing the ball Again, little zip lacks a little bit of it. Below average as far as pushing the ball down the field, but I don't think it's going to be a major negative. Like, for example, if you watch Drake May, Drake May, you're going to see these trick videos of him throwing the ball 80 yards, but the ball doesn't explode out of his hands. I don't know how else to say it. Like, it's not like there's as much zip. Daniels has this, has, doesn't have the arm that May has, but Daniels has more zip on the ball, if that makes sense. So if you run a spread offense and have those intermediary throw, like that is where Daniels is going to thrive. I don't know if that makes sense yes. to you. Yeah, it does. So bigger arm for yeah. May, more zip for Daniels from what I've seen. Everyone is tantalized because Drake May can throw the ball 80 yards in the air. Tell me how many times you watch an NFL game where a guy has to make a throw 80 yards in the air. It's those intermediate throws that are every single set of downs. They're coming up in big spots, those third and sixes. Convert, move the chains. Jaden Daniels has that ability. Also, his legs, I think he's a lot faster than May. When he runs the yes. 40, I think everyone's going to go, oh, and maybe there will be some movement on him being the number one pick. The problem is I don't see him surpassing Caleb for that. However, him falling to Washington, like he's the perfect guy for a Cliff Kingsbury system. The one knock I keep seeing about Daniels, and I don't think this is going to happen in the NFL. There, have been, there were times last year where he would have a guy open, and instead of throwing to him, he realized he could take off and run, and he has explosive speed, and he did that. I actually don't think he's going to attempt to do that in the NFL. He wasn't trying to Yeah, put I think that was the offense at LSU, big guy. Yeah, you know what I, I'm saying? And I, I agree with you. And these people watch the film after the fact as if Jaden Daniels is playing his season at LSU, where he won the Heisman, by the way, as if he's trying to put film on tape for the NFL to see. No, no, no. He's trying to win football games. He says, why am I going to risk it, throw that short pass there? I know I can beat this guy to the edge. I'm just going to take off and do it myself. No, I, mean, I think you put it perfectly. At the next I, level, I, he I'm knows what to do. But I think the idea of not – he could do that in college. He won't do that in the NFL, but he doesn't have to. He doesn't. And I think that's what you're saying, and I think that's perfectly clear. I, I, and by look, the way, how about the age? F five years of starting. He's 23, but he just turned 23 in December. Yeah. I, look, Drake I, May's 21. I like he turns 22 in August. They're a year and a half difference. But So Drake May, there are countless throws, and I'm not saying I've evaluated and charted the throws. I'm listening to what the people who do it say. Merrill Hodge was like, there are so many just routine throws where he's just missing guys. Most of your game is in the intermediate throws. Most of your game. Josh Allen throws at 80 yards downfield. Maybe what? Once every seven, eight games, he has to chuck one 80 yards in the air. You're just not, it's not that useful. It's a great tool to have, but it's going to sit there in the toolbox and it's not always going to be reliable. You, you just 
took the words out of my mouth. I'm watching Drake May, and he's missing slants. Yeah. He's missing easy throws. That, that's the game. Sorry. That's the NFL. Sorry. And if you think about Jaden Daniels, five years as a starter to be a year and a half older than May, who started two, like – it's overblown that he's uh, that he's that he's older. You're not gonna you're not gonna not make a play at two if you're the Commanders for a 23 year old as opposed to a 22 year old. Look, 40 touchdowns through the air is incredible. Four interceptions on the other side of it is kind of an insane statistic. 40 to four—that's your touchdown to interception ratio. Your final year of college. Obviously, it's different in the NFL, but that just shows me he's a good decision maker. He protects the football. That matters to me. Drake May was awesome two years ago. Absolutely awesome. He lost a couple weapons, and things fell apart last year. They were not good on offense. They lost the teams they should have beat. Some of that has to fall on Drake May. It can't just be, oh, everything around him was different and fell apart. He couldn't figure it out. At some point, the super talented quarterback that you're going to rely to fix your franchise if you're drafting in the top three, at some point he has to take ownership of the failures of that program his final season there. We're on the same page. I'm right there with you. Let's get to uh, another Family play, family vid. I believe it's from our boy Julian Edlow at the Sweat DraftKings Network. He's going to go to the Big East where he has a play on a line that I think has moved down to a pick em. This is Julian Edlow. Catch him on the Sweat weekends here on VEASAN uh, at 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. This is Julian Edlow's family play of the day. Here from DraftKings, we are going to break down a college hoops game in the Big East tonight. We're going Butler on the money line. I played him at minus 115 over St. John's. St. John's obviously coming off that big win on Sunday at home over Creighton. Creighton was coming off the big UConn win. It was the perfect spot to fade them and take St. John's after Patino called out his team. Since Patino called him out, they kind of snuck by Georgetown by five as a nine and a half point favorite and then got that huge Creighton win by 14. But I think going on the road here is going to be a little bit different for St. John's. They've struggled on the road winning just one of their last six road games. And historically, since Butler joined the Big East, uh, St. John's is just two and eight at Butler. Butler's eight and one against the spread in their last nine home games against St. John's. Butler's been struggling. They haven't been great lately, but they've been playing really good competition. They lost four in a row. Um, Marquette, Creighton, Villanova, <clears throat> and Seton Hall. Seton Hall on the road on Saturday night. This is a big bubble game uh, for both teams. So I trust the home team uh, to, to get this one done in Butler. They've been really going up a level lately in competition. Uh, and I think this is a good spot for them to get one against St. John's in a good fade spot after the Creighton win. Good job, Julian. Julian Edlow. This one right now is a pick em, So 110 up and down. So you like Butler? Like Julian? Lay it. 110. Pick them. The Oh, you know what I wanted to bring up? And just quickly back to it. I don't know how to say this about Caleb Williams. I understand the concerns that people have. First off, here's the thing. He's not going to measure. Caleb Williams is six foot. It, he might be more like my height. I lie. Six, five, eleven and three quarters. Okay? He's not going to measure. There are things about Caleb that you can't measure. And that's where I, that's what I keep coming back to Dustin. He didn't have an offensive line. He didn't have weapons. He led the pack 12. Like there is, as far as Caleb's William, Caleb Williams is concerned. I don't know if I've seen a person more naturally, just innately born to play a position in a long time. He just was born a quarterback. And I don't know how you can measure that. It's, it's very nebulous. 
But he has an elite arm, in my estimation, Williams. He can make every throw. He's not going to measure, and he's not as fast as you think. But he is elusive beyond get out. How come whenever I put on Caleb Williams highlights, to your point about the offensive line, he's running for his life, yet somehow always makes a throw downfield. Off schedule. Doesn't. And to me, he's not going to have to do that in the NFL a lot, hopefully, if everyone, the infrastructure is right with whoever drafts him, likely the Bears. But the fact that he's able to do that the way he was doing it speaks volumes to his ability. The game slows down for him. And that's what you want from a quarterback. The game yeah, slows down for it. him. And that's a good way. Of, you just nailed it. Makes great decisions. You, you just no. The, the perfect way to put it is everything's a little bit slower for him. Yeah. And he plays very methodically. So it's sometimes it's almost like, remember Cano playing second base? Yeah. <laughs> just flick it. And that's what will. No, but you know how you just everything looks so smooth and easy. That's Williams until he has to turn it up and off schedule. He's great. And I think he's got a great arm and he has a perfect delivery. Like the whiny motion with Drake may like, no, he, he may not work out, but if you pass on him at number one, you will get fired. Careful. Hey, we have a great uh, Berkey sent us over a great stat. Yeah. I think Samford is going to blow out Wofford tonight. We'll talk about that. And Scott Spritzer joins us late next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.